Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Just Women Talking Shit with your host, Jacqueline Cotton. Jacqueline Cotton. Hello, Jacqueline Cotton here, the host of Just Women Talking Shit. And I want to chat with you from my wonderful minivan. It's so cozy. I think I'm going to turn the the seat warmer on, even though it's 71 degrees out. Yeah. Y'all, if you don't use seat warmers for, like, back pain, what are you even doing? But it's awesome. Anyway, so I had such a powerful conversation with my daughter just a little bit ago. I'm taking her to school. And as we're exiting our um, community to the right of us, there's this little boy and he's dribbling the basketball, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Like, you know, that whole left and right, like going back and forth between your hands, which will eventually become a big motion. And probably he'll learn to, to dribble it through his legs and all of that. Like it's, he's in the very baby stage. I never got past that stage. Uh, I wanted so badly to be able to do all the cool tricks, but my patience uh, was just not there. Whenever it came to anything athletic, I'm more of a musician and creative, right? So, we're passing him, and she lets out this little snicker. And I'm talking about, like, a mean girl snicker. And my daughter is, I don't consider her a mean girl. But that's not to say that she doesn't have her moments. And this was one of those moments. And she started giggling, like, and... I guess I would say, um, not in a mischievous way, but just like, I felt some negative energy come off of it, like some hater vibes, right? So, I, in the most loving way I could, I told her, I said, it's, you know, it's not polite to talk about people that way. And she was like, I was just kidding. I said, I, I understand. I completely understand. We have those moments where we say stuff and we don't really think about what we're saying, You know, sometimes it's to fit in or sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. And I explained to her subconsciously why it's not okay to do that and why we we do that, actually. And I was explaining to her, and I wish I would have recorded the entire conversation because it was so good. She said she understood completely. Um, I got the, the nod of approval towards the end and not like a nod of approval, like, can we get it over with? But... It made me want to talk with my audience about this um, because here's what I told her. I said, I find it really interesting that out of that situation, all you saw were his negative things. The the areas where he could improve is, you know, the way I was trying to say it. Not like you're over there making fun and being rude and like nobody's going to like you for that because how are you going to make friends if you're talking about people behind their backs, right? Because that says a lot more about you. And this is, I'm saying this to all of you listening. This is a lot more about you than it does the person you're talking about. And I don't care what they do in their spare time. I don't care if they talk shit in their spare time. That doesn't change the fact that you are responsible for your own actions. And it is never cool. I'm sorry. It's just not. I've, I've been the main girl. I've been heartless. I've been mindless. And mindfulness is so much sexier. Mindfulness is so much warmer. Mindfulness is so much more attractive. And it's 
got a gravitational pull to you when you're mindful and when you really intentionally think things through before you say them, before you do them, before you try to fit in, before you try to knock somebody else down to make yourself feel better. None of that is cool. And I see adults doing this on a regular basis. I have people near and dear to me who are fake as fuck. And that's what really resonates for me when I see someone talking shit about somebody for no really no fucking apparent reason other than all I see is like you're insecure and you got some issues and you're talking shit about other people because that makes you feel validated that makes you feel fulfilled in that moment because you thrive on drama so many of us are addicted to drama and don't even fucking realize it I didn't know how addicted I was to drama Until I started dating my husband. I was so used to shit going wrong. That I would create shit going wrong. And he would just be like. I don't under. Like no everything's fine. Yes I'm okay. But I was so used to the shady shit. To the why are you telling me something. And doing something different. Why do I have to dig to find out how you're feeling. Why do I have to dig to find out what you're doing in your spare time. Why do I have to dig to be part of your life. And I was just digging myself in a bigger hole, right? Some of us are so addicted to drama that we don't even realize it. And so when we're doing things, something as simple and mindless as driving to school, and you see somebody who probably is out there doing the thing versus just talking about doing the thing, you all of a sudden have something to say. Because in a sense, you're insecure and probably want that thing or want that place, or want to achieve more, or want to stop beating yourself up and self-sabotaging because you have goals and you are secretly resenting the world and the deck of cards that you've been handed, handed, right? But I'm here to tell you, based on my experience, personal experience, I can vouch for myself. I can vouch for the amount of shit I put myself through. I can vouch for amount of shit that I caused other people in their lives. I can vouch for all of the stupid fucking things I've said that I can't take back that have ruined relationships, friendships, work relationships, all the things because I was prideful and wanted to have the last fucking word or feel bigger than that person. And it does not feel nearly as fucking good as going around and spreading light without judgment. People really do think that I'm fake because I am so nice. They don't understand how I see the good in every situation. How I don't let everything ruffle my feathers. How I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me, says about me, or has to say about my boundaries. I don't give a shit because I'm in control of me and by being in control of me and my feelings and mastering my own emotional intelligence, I'm able to be a good example for others who need to regulate their own nervous systems, who need to work on their own insecurities, who need to get out of their own fucking ways. I'm just now the permission slip. So when you, and this is what I told my daughter without all the curse words, I told her, I said, you will go a lot further in life if you can just accept responsibility 
and own where it is that you have setbacks. So when we were passing that little boy, you said some negative things. You said, oh, he's not even doing that good. It was really ugly, the things she said. And it breaks my heart. So I'm glad I had this heart to heart with her. And she didn't understand the impact of just what a few words. If that little boy were to hear the shit she was talking. She has no idea the the resistance that could create in him. The insecurity that that could just, I mean, it could just introduce a small insecurity that sends him down a spiral. Because our brains don't always make sense of things. They don't always see things for what they are. They don't always see that, hey, actually, you're not in great danger. You're just feeling a little insecure. It's not the end of the world. It's going to be okay. And, you know, why are you feeling this way? Your brain feels intimidated and your brain's job is to defend you. And that's when the defense mechanisms kick in. That's when we start to talk shit. That's when we start to make fun of people. That's when we start to deflect. That's when we try, you know, try to evade conversations that make us uncomfortable. That would actually help us grow. So I told her, I said, but I saw, I saw good things. And she was very dumbfounded. I said, I, when we crossed paths of that little boy, here's what I saw. I saw a little boy who is up, dressed, shoes, jeans, completely dressed this little boy, shirt, like he, he, he looked, and he looked nice. He was presentable. He didn't look like he just rolled out of bed. What I see is a little boy who is up extra early before he is even going to school. When most kids just want to roll out of bed, turn on a phone, watch some crap on TV, and this little boy is out in his driveway with nobody else, I mind you. Nobody's there to tell him to, to play. Nobody there to motivate him. Nobody there to play with, to challenge. What I see is a little boy who is dedicated to learning a skill set, who is not talking about doing things, but actually doing them. He's actually getting shit done. While people like, in this instance, you, sit back and make fun of him. Talk bad about him. Point out all the ways he could improve and get better when you're not even out there doing it yourself. Right? So I want you to ask yourself, how many times... In your life, or honestly, probably in your fucking day. Because none of us are perfect. Not a damn one of us are perfect. Or ever will be. For the record. So, I don't know why any of us act like our shit doesn't stink. Because I'm pretty sure none of our buttholes are made of roses. But, how many times in a day are you being a dick bag? How many times are you just outright being a bag of dicks to yourself, to others, to people you know, to people you don't know? 
And I want you to ask how it would feel if someone was saying those things about you behind your back. And here's the pussy thing about talking shit, by the way. If you won't say it to their face, don't fucking say it at all. 